Welcome to Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Stephen Jay, and today we have a pretty exciting episode. For those of you that have been listening since the beginning, you may recall that in season one, we did an episode where essentially we talked about what superpowers we thought we would have. Um, We are going to do a continuation with that tonight because we have uh, quite a few people that weren't a part of that first episode on with us this evening. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see where everybody falls up, because if you remember from that first episode, there was a lot of overlap that I don't think we were expecting. So now I'm curious to see where everybody falls. So without further ado, let me run through the wonderful panel that is here with me tonight. Of course, I have Gordon and Lizette. I have Carmen. I have Tiffany, I have Eric, I have Dylan. It's a full house. How's everybody feeling? Hey, Uh, awesome. Feeling pretty good. Feels like another wonderful day. (laughs) (laughs) Another wonderful day in Let's Be Nerds Paradise. (laughs) So, I have to admit that I have been in the back of my mind since we agreed this was the episode. I have been kind of thinking of what I either anticipate you you all might pick or what I my thoughts are. So I'm really curious again to see how what my opinion is and how it stacks up. So I want to get right into it. Uh, we got no no rest for the wicked. So Carmen, we gotta yeah. get you we gotta get you started. <laughs> I want to hear what your superpower would be because I want to know I, I have so many ways uh. this could go. I'm so excited. So, like, the realest answer is I honestly have absolutely no idea what I think it would be. But I'll tell you what I think, what Bobby thinks it should be. He thinks I should be like Wanda, like the Scarlet Witch powers. And I wouldn't mind being, like, having the ability of, like, magic and telekinesis. I kind of want that. (laughs) So, I think, I think super strength feels like kind of an easy answer. For me, <laughs> that's, so I don't that's know the one I had you paid for. So I, that's but, hey, I, had I, you paid for. <laughs> I feel like so I have to go back when back in time to like the '90s when the movie The Craft came out, and uh, this might be over a lot of people's heads, but basically The Craft was about witches. And when that movie came out, I was in middle school, like fifth grade, sixth grade, and. Uh, it was a big deal. I loved that movie. I, mean, I love horror movies in general, but I really wanted to be a witch. So I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the idea of maybe having the powers of the Scarlet Witch. Okay. Okay. Um, so this brings me... Well, first of all, let's go around the table. Let's do a one out of... Let's just do a yay or nay. Yay or nay. <laughs> Who could see Carmen having some Scarlet Witchy powers based on 
what we know of her and her personality, I would I'd give it a yay. I could see it. Thank you. What's everybody else think? Yay? Yay. Yay for me. Yeah, that was kind of the, <laughs> got a yay for me. Yeah. I, I definitely say yay, and I feel it leans towards more right. uh, reading people's emotions, because you're, like, always there for people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Liza, like, I think it's just a cool power to have, is the, the mind control aspect of reading people's thoughts yeah. and then being able to, like, manipulate reality. Mm-hmm. Next question. So, as those of you who have followed Scarlet Witch throughout her different iterations, she was originally, in the comic books, part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and then yeah. she later reformed and joined the Avengers. And we kind of have, you know, been hinted at that maybe she's not in the best place right now, so we don't know what's really happened in the MCU. But, mm-hmm. which Scarlet Witch would you be? Brotherhood I know, that's of Evil such a... Mutants or Avengers? That's such a hard question. I don't know. Like, I feel like I want to say, like, I would be a good guy, but I feel like you don't necessarily have those powers. I don't know. I think I'd probably end up on the other side. I'd probably be in the Brotherhood. Well, as it goes in the story, the fact that, you know, Magneto was her father, I think Mm -hmm. that definitely influenced the character a lot. And that's what's kind of humanizing about, I mean, granted, they are still evil, but like, they really did humanize the Brotherhood's perspective of, you know, the constant hate and the feeling outcasted, yeah. made, made to be othered, so to speak. So it's a, that's a trippy one, and especially the, the nature of the powers. Um, I feel like you're vulnerable for corruption with those types of reality warping powers. Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm not familiar with the Brotherhood aspect of things, and, you know, I really fell in love with her in, obviously, WandaVision. Um, I feel like just, like, the entire story, when you finally, you know, got to the episode where she realizes it was all in her, you know, she's doing it, and then she realizes the truth, you know, Vision really is gone. When that hit her, and that truth finally, like, was revealed, like hit me in my soul that I'm like, I feel you, sis. I feel you. <laughs> and I can I can understand how that loss drives people to do desperate things to try to get back the one little happy thing that they had left. Absolutely. I, I can see why it's almost like you have the solution at your fingertips and it's wrong if you use it. But are you yep. are you going to fight that temptation or are you going to give in? I don't know. I, Tune in I, next time and find out. I was say. Find out next week. <laughs> so begins Carmen's villain arc. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the, the prequel to my villain story. <laughs> All right. Well, if we don't have anything else to add for that one, then we're going to move on to Eric, if that's cool. Eric, what, besides the badass Hawaiian shirts, what's your superpower? Okay. I've always wanted to be indestructible. Okay. Yeah, just the ability to <laughs> be crushed, be shot, stabbed, ripped apart, or at least tried to be, and still survive it. You know, just an all-around general survivability of pretty much any scenario. I think that would be just awesome. <laughs> okay, but I think that that raises some questions. So are we talking indestructible, like, let's say, Juggernaut? 
where he is a force to be reckoned with, he's an unstoppable force? Are we talking Colossus, where you have metal skin? Or are we talking the Blob? I'm thinking more Colossus. Colossus. So like a metal skin coating. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. I mean... not just being generally invulnerable to most things as a uh, a funny little backstory of mine is whenever i was young uh creeping around in the the grandparents barn i uh accidentally accidentally drank antifreeze and uh oh my god um, yeah so <laughs> no, i may already be invulnerable who that knows? explains the hawaiian shirts <laughs> <laughs> it might have warped my, you know, view on reality a little bit, but uh, yeah, I drank antifreeze. Uh, everybody was freaking out. They called the poison control center, and they're like, "What do we do?" And they're like, uh, "Give him Epicat," and they gave me Epicat, and I didn't throw up whenever they gave me Epicat. So <laughs> neither um, antifreeze or Epicat could touch me. <laughs> I'm untouchable. This sounds more like the Blob than Colossus, but go on. <laughs> so, yeah, that was super fun. So after a couple doses of Epicac, the Poison Control Center said, yeah, you've given him too much, take him to the hospital now. <laughs> oh my god. You switched so, from one poison to another, I respect it. I know, they tried to OD me on uh, Epicac, it was great. Daredevil's weird origin story. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, you might already technically have a form of this power in your stomach lining, at least. So that's a good start. Um, You're working from the inside out. Exactly. Yeah, Got to build it up. Um, okay, so would you use your ability to be indestructible and drink antifreeze for good or for bad? <laughs> no one's allowed to have antifreeze anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna consume all the antifreeze. Watch all your cars freeze. Being <laughs> <laughs> well, as that's not like a super canon ability, um, I don't know. I think I would fit into like the B list of good guys. You know, just kind of there as cannon fodder. You basically <laughs> like, could eat a bomb. No, you're yeah. useful. Yeah, Call your like, bomb squad. Throw Eric out there. He'll take care of that. He'll See, soak up that. He'll eat just about anything. Yeah. Even kids if they're dickish enough. It'll be the iron stomach. And at least like once a month you could clean out the you know, the community refrigerator in the break room. Like there's useful things. Of course. Oh, that's true. Listen, night shift at the Justice League, you're still on the Justice League. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, whether I'm cleaning floors with my tongue or <laughs> You're you're like the his tongue just rolls out of his mouth and just expands across the floor. Yeah, those great breath mints that are in the urinals. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> got all mints, guys. Those, those aren't breath mints. Put that out. Put that out. <laughs> um, well, if this... Uh, I'm starting to, like, now have an idea that maybe we need a graphic novel. Um, but we'll get into that branding later. Um, I, uh, I, I appreciate it. And I think that maybe there's a little bit of psychology there as far as the indestructible thing that we could probably get into but we don't have to i i can see with your personality like you kind of try to take on and protect and you know be that 
unmovable force and the strong one, and I've witnessed it. So I can see personality-wise why that would make sense. So good, good call, buddy. Good pick. Oh, yeah. Um, we're burning through these ones a little bit fast, but I, that's kind of by design because I want to transition in the back half to like a little bit of a group discussion about this type of stuff. So if I'm going too fast for anyone, please feel free to stop me. Um, you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm indestructible. So I want to hop over to you, Tiff, because which again, first episode, glad to have you here. I'm curious what you're going to pick. So mine would definitely be the ability to read minds. Okay. I feel like I'm a very empathetic person, and I feel like that would help a lot with some of the being overly empathetic parts of me. Um, being able to hear exactly what everybody thinks of different things, I think would be really, really neat. Now, do you think that that could ever get overwhelming, though? Um, so I did think of the, about this before I said it. <laughs> and yes, equally yes. So I would also have another power. Um, and Eric actually said it. It would be being indestructible at the same time. So then the overwhelmingness, it wouldn't affect me. So I'd be like, you know, yeah, that, that is a little overwhelming. But I'm, I'm indestructible, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're covering your bases, essentially. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. Um, do you know of so that would be fall under like telepathy um a very famous comic book character that had that power was jean gray and she got possessed by uh, a space alien force and she like destroyed a bunch of planets so would you go the route of the good psychic and empath or would you go dark phoenix and nuke a few planets on your way out the door no i would definitely be good i would be the good guy yeah yeah, he healing know, everybody like, and blow up a couple planets. Yeah, <laughs> yes. He'd be, be like the people. the strategist on the on the uh, battlefield, knowing where the they're going to plan like the next attack. Who's going to yes. you know how to counter whatever they're doing on the other side? Because you can read their minds, so you can read what their play by play is going to be. Yes. Yeah, I feel like yeah. naturally, just my personality is one to where I you know, want to help people and I always want to do good. And, you know, so I, I feel like that definitely, um, I can relate to Jean Grey there, hmm. uh, in an opposite way, actually, but, um, you know, wanting to do good and everything. So definitely I would be taking the good side of that. Not the evil Absolutely. Side. Okay. So we got an X-Men and not a dark Phoenix moment. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I have to ask, do you feel that that is in any way reflective of your personality? I mean, the empathy, and is it coming from a place of trying to, just basically trying to help people is why you feel? Yes, 100%. Hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, so we got to ask Mr. Dylan, what would be your superpower? Oh, I have a hard time picking. Because I'm a big fan of just magic in itself. Okay. And uh, how everyone kind of interprets it differently. So if I had to choose a power, it's a little outside the box. It's um almost like if anyone's ever watched Inkheart. I can't say that I have. Um, Dude, basically, whenever he reads a story, 
certain things will come out of the story. Oh, like actually come to life and and be... yeah, yeah, like they'll have characters come out and stuff like that, um, and different things, items, treasure. So, like the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. Yeah, almost, almost. Okay. Um, darn, I really thought more people would have seen Inkart because it was a good movie. It was a Brendan Fraser movie. I, I haven't gotten to it yet. Is it new or older? Um, and then if I had to choose another superpower, and this is probably my better one, it would be um, control over the earth and its elements. Pretty much. Fire, water, air, earth. Basic okay. little things and stuff like that. Okay. The movie came out in 2008. Thank you. Is it really that old? Yeah, it's based on a book series. Yes, I've read the book series. It's a really good book series. It's been a long time I've read the book series. Okay, so then, again, the next question would be, would you be on the side of good or on the side of bad? Because there are characters, like, take, for example, like Poison Ivy. She went all rogue with her Earth-based powers and, you know, was blowing up buildings and shit. Would you go rogue for the safety of the planet? Or would you use your powers on a team like the Justice League or X-Men or Avengers? I I would probably be middle field, to be honest. Um, If I was reading books and doing things like that, or if I was um, in control of elements and stuff, I'd I'd be a drifter either way. Pretty much just kind of go around, and if something piques my interest, I'll go and take care of it, in a way. So, like, you could be a mark, you could be bought for whichever side... Had the best not, not not necessarily bought. I mean, I'm just drifting around. I'm not here for money or anything like that. It's basically, if it piques my interest or it's something with my moral code, and I know I could do something about it, and what the bigger effect would be me of doing something about it, I would probably intervene. But for the most part, I'd just drift around and go, well, it happened, so it's going to happen. What's the point of me trying? <laughs> So yeah, you're not looking for like a full time like Justice League spot. You're basically looking to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm just here for the flow, here for the ride. Makes sense. Okay, so I want to kind of go into the deeper side of this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember obviously myself, when we did this in season one, I, I picked Invisibility and Force Fields. Gordon, I believe you picked the same, and Lizette is it, is it, do we all pick the same? Because I'm, I, I feel like I'm remembering that incorrectly. No, I picked kind of like what Carmen did. Um, it was kind of more Scarlet Witch type powers, but I was leaning into more of the telekinesis side of it. Rather than the thoughts. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember... Yeah. Yeah, like the whole the whole thing but more heavily into the telekinesis. Okay. And Gordon, am I correct in remembering it that way that we both were kind of on that side of invisibility? Um, I would I talked a little bit about invisibility and uh super speed. Super speed, okay. So it's it's kind of interesting when you think about it because superheroes and superpowers are obviously something that we have all grew up with and all didn't it probably didn't take us very long to come up with these initial thoughts so i guess the first question i want to ask the group is 
where do you fall on the, and this is again, a totally honest answer. Do you fall more on the idea of superhero abilities or superpowers? If you, when you're thinking of this and you, are you thinking more along the lines of the cool factor and how like you could benefit your life? Are you thinking about other people and what you could do to benefit like society as a whole? Like where, like when you pictured yourself, when you just, you thought of this, what were you doing? I'm going to go with with people. (laughs) Messing with people. (laughs) One should. Yeah. So a little prankster. Okay. Carmen, what were you thinking? Honestly, when Bobby first told me, he was like, yeah, you're like the Scarlet Witch. The first image that came to mind was literally when she was standing in, you know, from WandaVision was the first thought I had of her all alone standing in the empty foundation of the house. And uh, I know it's sad, but I went to that like loneliness place. So I feel like I'd probably be in it for me. Not like in a bad way, but just like, you know, doing what I needed to do to make myself be okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just kind of like coming from a place of isolation and see what happens on the other side. I can relate to that, too. Right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I I think that's valid. Eric, what about you besides this? I mean, maybe the story from your past kind of answered this question. I didn't think of that. Like, But what were you envisioning when you were coming to the conclusion of indestructibility? Well, yeah, having that little incident as a as a child uh, that definitely you know kind of gave me an idea to have the invulnerability the indestructibility but uh i i also really kind of like the idea of whenever i watched uh x-men apocalypse mm-hmm. where magneto was just trying to hide he was a normal dude in a steel mill and just trying to live his life and not be found out, but yet he still steps in to save people. You know, I, th- I think if yeah. you know, I could be in the background, but then if something's gonna go wrong, I know that I can, you know, take the hit for somebody else, so that they will, you know, be able to go home to their family and you know live their life, and not even for the appreciation of it. I mean. Now that I'm older, I uh, I realize how important it is to be able to get home to your family every day. And you know, if I if I have this ability and I'm able to keep somebody from ending themselves on accident, that would be great. You know, that's that's all that I needed. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting that that's the first place your head went. That's that's a very interesting take. Um, so we are going to take a quick break, um, and we're going to come back and we're going to finish out this question. And, uh, I guess this episode is mostly just turning into a Q and a between me and my fellow cast members, but I'm here for it because I think this is a good way for those of you that listen to us on a weekly basis to see maybe a little bit inside our internal thoughts and get to know us better and hopefully we can bond better over the course of this show when you know a little bit of how our brain works. So with that being said, time for a break and we will be right back.
Internet privacy and internet security are two very hot button issues. Any active user of the internet understands that you are always taking a risk, whether it be your private Wi-Fi at home or a public Wi-Fi connection, you are always at risk for somebody potentially hacking and breaching your data. That's why we here at Speakeasley Productions and Let's Be Nerds have partnered with NordVPN. We believe the services that they offer are of tremendous value. We believe they have a customer-focused service regarding your internet security and your internet privacy, and we support them 100%. If you click the link in the description box below, you can see the services that we are able to offer to our listeners through NordVPN at somewhat of a discount in order to better secure your internet experience. Help us support the show and support NordVPN and the incredible work that they're doing by clicking that link down below. And we're back. So I got to ask next, Tiffany, what was your first thought that came to your mind when you picked your superpower? My first thought was genuinely helping people with reading minds. So I can imagine like wars and stuff like exactly what Carmen had said earlier about being able to warn people of, you know, anything bad about to happen or, you know, during any sort of wars or anything like I had mentioned, um, you know, being able to let others know of like the game plan of the enemy. So kind of being like the insider and I imagine preventing a lot of potential unnecessary casualties, that sort of thing. Right. So you'll be picking who wins and loses. Yeah. So like somebody I don't like, I'll be like, yeah, they're totally not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally let them give you that wooden horse. Totally let them do that. (laughs) I'll be like, stand right there. Now a little to the left right there. Perfect. I like it. I dig it. <laughs> Mr. Dylan, what was your first thought that came to your head when you thought? Um, like I said, if I had the powers like I described, I would just pretty much wander around. I mean, I'd probably mess with people a little bit, especially with the elemental powers. You know, wind can do a lot. You know, blow something over. Just kind of mess with people and try to lighten up the day for people and if something serious was happening or not i'd set it on fire so like <laughs> or if it's already on fire i'd put it out of fire with a little bit of water or dirt put it more on fire we'll put it more on fire yeah <laughs> i want to start the fire again so we gotta i didn't start the fire uh, i was just gonna exactly. say that dang <laughs> <laughs> um, now that so... would be a superpower having the perfect theme song for every moment Yes, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, I'm getting a little bit of like Loki the Trickster vibes, and I like it. I think that's, you know, you got to have a little bit of fun with your, if you're given a superpower. I, I get it. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do, and I am kind of excited about this. You, you're going to probably be able to tell, so I'm just going to admit up front, I'm going to be leaning heavily on storylines pulled from the X-Men continuity, um, you know, go with what you know. And that's obviously what I probably am the most familiar with. Um, but for the sake of discussion, so we're going to have 
Tiffany be more on the telepathic side of her power, Lizette being more on the telekinetic side of like moving objects and that type of thing, but still with the same Scarlet Witch undertones. Um, Gordon, for the sake of this conversation, would you prefer the super speed or the invisibility? Because you and I kind of overlapped on the invisibility. I'll, I'll, I'll do the super speed. Okay. Um, and so let's talk, and I'm going to take you back and to not be a totally pigeonholed into comic books. Let's. Has anybody seen X-Men? Um, I believe it was X3, The Last Stand, which had a lot of bad reviews, so I will not be mad if you didn't see it. No, I've seen it. I have not. I have not either. So, a a B-plot line in the the story that is pulled directly from the comic books. The X-Men are constantly plagued by being othered in society. They are looked at as freaks, um, outlandish, disgusting, something to be feared, something to be hated, you know, tar and feather, pitchforks and the whole nine yards so what happens in the storyline and what happens in x-men 3 like in the b plot is a doctor is able to a genetic doctor is able to research an antidote for the variation in the gene that is able to remove your superpowers and remove the stigma so essentially what I'm asking you to do is imagine your, yourself in a world where you are identified and known as having this ability, and it's a constant fear of backlash. It's a constant space of fear and hatred, and you know that, and you know that your only safe haven is a bald man in a wheelchair allowed you to come and stay at his school. And that's your only like social interaction and only form of community in life. With that in mind, would you take the antidote and go back to being like the the majority of the population and being quote normal? No. <laughs> I still want to set stuff on fire. So, I mean, like as much as like yeah. You- it, you are an outcast in a sense, and it there are times that it probably does feel very lonely. I'd rather be special than be just like everyone else. Yeah. I think that what is a good caveat here is a lot of the powers that we picked are not visibly identifiable. Right. And I think that is what lends to our... Because I'm going to assume that most of us would probably say no. If Is that correct, Lizette? You'd probably say no? Yep. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it would be a little bit different if we looked like the Hulk every time that, like, somebody cut us off in traffic. I, um, I think that that I might mean, change I mean, Lizette kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely scream at them, you know... <laughs> There's no green pigmentation, though. I turn a little yellow, but I think it's just a normal <laughs> pigmentation, so. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on, my next question. Um, let's pull this from X-Men Days of Future Past, but of course, this is obviously pre- prevalent in the comic book storylines. But for those of, the, of you that see it, have seen it, you're familiar with 
the plot line where essentially the government has ruled people like all of us and let's say we are all on the same team we all live in the same quarters and we're all in this together but the government has now deemed us to be a threat to normal quote-unquote normal folks they have created an android that's incredibly deadly incredibly power powered by artificial intelligence that is quite honestly two steps ahead of the normal human brain and they're out to kill us what's your first move where do you go who do you get with what what's your first plan when you know there's something on the hunt for you go back to normal (laughs) (laughs) my biggest fear is artificial intelligence taking over the world um, and although my house is literally like the movie, if anybody remembers <laughs> this movie, the movie Smart House on Disney yeah. Channel with the uh, holographic, we'll just call her Alexa, because let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but like with, with her, and I got to watch what I say, because I can't say that too loud or else everything in my house will glitch out and turn <laughs> off. Like, I can't tell you when the last time was I touched a light in my house. Like, we don't, I don't even know how to turn on the lights without her. So like, if my Wi-Fi is now... <laughs> I must sit in the dark, you know. So, um, but yeah, I would, I would cry and hide somewhere. <laughs> well, I appreciate but, well, maybe that. Maybe be able to read its mind, though. I don't know. Can I read I, the minds of something that? I. Don't it is an intelligence. Based, if we're if we're basing it on the comic books, I I don't believe that the psychics like X like from X Men Professor X Jean Grey were ever able to like psychically. That's not the right way to say that. No. Telepathically attack the robots, but I I could be mistaken. But I believe because of the cybernetics, they were not able to because of the brain function. But that's that's. I they were it. made it out of the same easy. metal as Magneto's helmet. That's why they weren't able to affect it. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot about that. Thank you, Gordon. Coming in clutch. Plot thickens. Right. I'd say I could help you by using my like reality bending to give us all disguises. So if like it's not going to recognize us if I make us look different, maybe won't work. Right. These robots, if we're going off the ones from the movie can adapt and take every any mutant power it comes into contact to it can then replicate negating I, your power thank you gordon because i should have prefaced that is that they essentially are such a high level of artificial intelligence that they as you're battling them they're learning about you like oh, i go invisible i do it enough times in front of them they go invisible i'm so the key is to not use your powers Exactly, until they come knocking on your door. Eric's indestructible. Not to use your powers against them until you know you can land a killing blow, because it's when you use your powers on them is when they can copy that power, because they're just like, um... What's her name? The blue girl. Mystique. Mystique. They have her... They they got their um, ability to do that from her genes... Yeah. So it's essentially you if you use them and attack them with your powers in any aspect, they can then copy those powers. So if you can land a killing blow in the first strike, it's taken care of. But if you don't kill them in the first strike, then 
Gosh, so my question is, can Eric eat them? <laughs> I was going to say that. That's a good question. Or, like Eric and the androids terrifying. duke it out. Could we roll him into like a metal ball and then between like I could launch him with force fields. Um, Lizette could like pick him up with her mind and throw him. Like we could use Eric as like a bowling ball and just we like use him them. as a weapon. Yes. Yeah, and like knock him, knock all the bots down and like break their legs and shit. I'm not just an object. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be objectified. <laughs> uh, to play devil's advocate on this, uh, at first contact with me and my abilities, would not they become indestructible and invulnerable as well? It would essentially be in, like two bowling balls colliding then. It would be so, like, like smashing adamantium with adamantium or vibranium. Yeah. So look, before I throw it around, maybe it's maybe it'll like here's what I would do. If I had the invisibility, I would try to figure out where they're launching from and like probably need one of you psychic girls to like help me with that figure out like you know hack somebody's mind that was like on the ground floor of building them then i'd use my invisible shit and like try to sneak in and like see if there's like a you know an achilles heel on them like a design flaw that that's the best that's the only thing i could think to do what would you do gordon with super speed because like you you could like probably outrun or out like I mean, they fly and you run, but you could probably like not be seen visually by them if you're moving fast. Um, I don't know how super speed would help other than maneuvering people to get out of um their line of fire. So you'd be more like a defensive role. Yeah, I think I I think so. And unless I'm, I know whenever um we did this talk the first time, I base mine around the powers like the flash and dc <laughs> comics so it, I, I taking that power set into question i could just run fast enough to turn back time or travel back in time and make them so it doesn't happen turn kind of back like the, time kind of like what i do in the movie well, yeah that's true that's, <laughs> go yeah. back in time to stop it from happening uh, yeah killed the inventor wow that got harsh really fast i'm sorry but i mean they're it's coming like, for us first even jump straight to just kill the inventor oh. <laughs> why is that am i wrong would would you not follow that why is it would be thought? strangling a small child with her mind powers i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> what <laughs> but steve that's, wow. that's where you're wrong they they made these robots because of the rogue mutants that were killing so to kill the person who is going to create them will just make someone else do it eventually you Thank have you. to do a non-violent solution, or it's always going to end out bad. You're right. We hide them. Well, I'm <laughs> non-violent. I'm tapped out, so somebody else has to figure that one. <laughs> well, if we could uh, take the um, psychic people back in time, they could psychically uh, alter his mind to change it. That's a that's, that's a good point. Could do that. But that then brings up another moral thing of, so you guys are okay using your powers to mentally change somebody to what you want? Question mark? Yeah. Is that moral? 
no question, no hesitation. Farmer <laughs> okay. yeah, was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Oh, look. yeah, I'll do it <laughs> any day of the no. week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, manipulation. I'll do that. <laughs> GG easy. Because think... again, like you said, I mean, it, it's not that I'm doing it for like evil purposes. I'm trying to survive. It's you know. Just like the very law of, you know, survival and Newton or whatever. I can't even think of the word. Uh, but yeah, it's just survival. I'm trying to live. Look, man, I'm just trying to chill here and read people's <laughs> minds. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think that we just pretty much solved that, would you guys say? Yeah. I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah. So. We're going to take another quick break, and then I'm going to hit you with a few more ridiculous scenarios and how to use your superpowers. <laughs> we'll be right back. Our last two sponsors of the day are Audible and CodeMonkey. Audible is a wonderful application in which you are able to combine your love of audiobooks and your love of podcasts all in one streamlined place. I have been using Audible for about two months now, and I have to say the experience has been tremendous. I have found that being somebody that's constantly on the go, having one generalized place to find all of my entertainment, whether I'm traveling in the car or listening at work, it has really made my life a little bit easier because I can find everything I'm looking for in one spot and I'm never missing out. I'm staying on top of current things, current events with my podcasts, and I'm making progress on the books that I want to read. We here at Speakeasley Productions and Let's Be Nerds are proud to offer you a 30-day trial with a free credit. All you have to do is click the link in the description box below and you can sign up now and try it for yourself. Let us know what you think because we're pretty proud of this program. CodeMonkey is a very important application. We all know that children are the future, and CodeMonkey is taking that very seriously. With programs for both parents and teachers, this is a fun, interactive way for children to learn coding while gaming. Yes, you heard that right, coding. Teach them young and help them prepare for their future careers in this ever-changing technology environment. CodeMonkey is first in its class in its fun and educational software. We would love for you to give it a try. The link for the the link for it will be in the description box below. And please let us know what you think. I am extremely proud to work with them because I believe that they have a very similar vision that I, I and my co-host share. Children are the future and we need to educate them and get them better prepared for the job market ahead. With that being said, thank you, Audible, and thank you, CodeMonkey, for making this podcast possible. And we are back with the final part of Superhero Powers Part 2. So I have to ask another question for the group, and I want to... I'm going to direct this one to Lizette. And then we're going to go around and everybody can answer. So why is that on the hot seat? Because everybody else gets a little bit of extra time to think about their answer. I want you to think of 
the person that you trust the most and love the most and is 100% like your person Mm -hmm. and they are gifted the same in a similar way to you and not the same power. Um, but you realize that your worldviews are completely opposite. And we're not going to specify which side is which, but you realize that your way of dealing with being gifted is completely diametrically opposite to your person. Mm-hmm. What's your first, what do you, what do you do? Well, it's Drew, and I just tell him he's wrong. And he looks slap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I picked the wrong one then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you ask any of the married people here, I think we know their answers. Yeah. (laughs) And especially because the married people here tend to be very strong women that won't take no for an answer. (laughs) Remember, Eric, you're a strong woman. And we're also psychic. Just so yeah. out there. We're also psychic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Every woman that's married is like, oh, yeah, Eric is, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to call you a woman. You're She's strong a strong woman. woman. Strong, independent woman. And you don't need no man. <laughs> Remember that, Eric. You're not, I'm not objectifying you. Um, even, oh, though I used, even though I used you as a bowling ball in the last scenario. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's probably not the best question for the married folks because you would have that influence. Um, so let's move on then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> huh. what? Okay. I, I mean, it's my fault because I wasn't thinking of the marriage component. I was basically just telling the Professor X Magneto storyline. Yeah. I knew I knew what you were doing, but I yeah. just... What are we talking about again? Uh, if somebody... If you had a best friend... And they were diametrically opposed to your views on having powers. Like they wanted to be, whether which I don't know how this would go for you. Whether they wanted to be militant and superpowered people take over the world, or whether you thought that way and they were the opposite. However, that would go for you. What would be your first course of action if, like, the person that you cared the most about in the world was opposed to your stance on people with powers? Huh. That's a great question. Um I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um probably just get into a bunch of arguments that lead nowhere. It's normally how it goes in everyday life. And then pretend to listen to them and then stab them in the back at some point. <laughs> Very magneto of you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No need to be nice unless they have to be. Okay. Dylan, what's your uh what's your thoughts? Um, so my initial thought as the little troublemaker I am is I'd just set him on the fire. But uh in all honesty, I would treat it as um kinda how early Magneto and uh Bald Man kinda took it, where they were respectful of each other and didn't completely uh, fall apart in a sense. And but, they still um, maintain. Honestly, I I wouldn't care enough. I'm like, it, you're your own person. I'm not here to control you, like a mind control person. Cough, cough. But um, 
you're they're their own person. I can't fault them. And I mean, that's a uh, human life to have arguments with people. But I might also set them on fire because it'd be funny. If they hurt some other people, maybe, you know, have to set them on fire. Oh, no, yeah, I would probably end up setting them straight and setting them on fire and hope they would do the same for me if, you know, I set the wrong person on fire. Which can happen. Um, Eric, do you want to answer the question or do you fall in line with the married folks? I don't want to speak for you or objectify you. Well... I'm going to follow the line like we're talking with uh, Magneto and Xavier, where uh, Xavier's pushing for diplomatic peace, but yet um, uh, Magneto is pushing for a forced peace, like having to control it himself. And there's merits on both sides. So obviously, always try the, the, the least amount of conflict first, but... If something needs to be done, you need to do it that minute. And that's where, you know, uh, there's no clear right or wrong side to it. I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if you understand. Like, if, if you get my... Yeah, no, because it's, it's right from one person's standpoint, wrong from another. And it's kind of unfair of you to force that upon. I'd much rather us talk it out and work it out than just... Lord to strangle each other. Yeah, like lord over the other person, like you are morally right, and that's the end of the discussion. Yes. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, you can. If I make some cakes. Exactly. Yeah. Urinal cakes. Oh, God. <laughs> Delicious. I love the peppermint ones. Uh, <laughs> um,. Yeah, I, I would probably take play the long game. If I was in that situation, I would try to like reason with them and like get them to see my side of things through, you know, examples and banter and conversation. But probably wouldn't be effective, much like the Xavier and Magneto situation. Um, and they only really came together when things were really bad, and they had they realized they were better as a united front than against each other. Um, okay, so moving on, our last scenario. Um, I'm going to have to try to think who I have not picked on, and I feel like now I need to go back to Lizette, because she immediately shot my first scenario down. <laughs> so <They're> on fire. <laughs> I don't have that power, Dylan. I'll do what it. Am gonna, what am I going to do, put her in a bubble? Like, I mean, she can just, like, you can, you mind... can put her in a bubble of fire. I'm confused. <laughs> She'll mind bend her way out of that shit so fast. Okay. And then you'll have okay. to explain to Drew why I was on fire. And you'll have uh, to I'll set him on fire, too, if he wants to start something. You think he, I won't? He, he'll understand. Trust me. <laughs> I like solving the world's problems with just fire now. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what this is boiled down to. Yeah. Look, either so I just burn a couple things, or I'm going to go full on, we must be cleansed with fire, and yada, 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 restart. Restart. Yep. <laughs> okay. So you can do one. This is directed to Lizette, and then we'll go around the panel. You can do one selfish act with your power to benefit you and only you, illegal or otherwise, and you will not get in trouble for it, not have any ramifications, but it obviously is something related to your power, 
what is the what is your one like get out of jail free card moment with your superpower? Mm. Now, see, I have an answer to this, but not with the power I picked, so that's not. Can you that... implement it somehow? Like, if somebody no. can, if somebody has time travel and can send me back in time, mm -hmm. so that I can go mess with people. Like in the Middle Ages, it's not as fun though, because this was more of a messing with somebody with modern knowledge, not so much with actually having abilities. That's how we know your family. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be burned as a witch in the Middle Ages, whether I just time traveled back as myself currently or with powers, because I would make it seem like I had powers because I would do things that they don't know about. It's science. <laughs> so you're going full like crucible on us okay yeah pretty much okay fair i i dig it gordon what's your one uh get out of jail free card with your super speed get out of jail free card yep i literally get out of jail free because i can just face through the walls of super speed i can get out of anything okay. Yeah, okay. I I mean you could play along or pick that answer. Okay. Um so let me throw it over to Carmen. What's your one thing you do with your ability that is selfish and just for your own benefit that could be big, could be small, but would not face any repercussions for us? I don't know. I mean it'd have to be with like obviously like bending reality so that I could get my way, but like not again, not in an evil, like I want to go live on this house on the coast. Guess what? It's mine now. It's, this house belongs to me. See you guys. <laughs> like I'll just make people believe that I'm now living on the ocean in a grand mansion. I'll Tony Stark live in like, give me Tony Stark's house. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just I'll Tony Stark in. this shit. <laughs> Give me that's my sunglasses. No, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mind alter, mind reality, mind bend my way into uh, living at Tony Stark's house now. That, I think that's fair. I mean, you can get a lot of shit done if you live there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Pepper's still with me. She still lives there, too. So, we're, yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That's my kid as your free card, guys. <laughs> I'm here for it. I think it works. I mean, and he's like technically, you know, not. Exactly. Well, any, he's anyway, <laughs> he's not using it, so can't really steal something if he's dead. Anyway, um, mine would be I would immediately uh, use all of my invis invisibility powers to walk straight the f into Area Fifty One and figure out what the hell's going on. Yes, that would be oh, yeah. my the invisible man wants to know what's going on in Area Fifty One. Once I like that. Once we're done with like whatever fire that Dylan started that we're putting out, I'm going right to Area 51. I clean up my own messes. Okay. Man, if if you're gonna go anywhere else though, I want you to go to the Vatican for me. Go all the way oh. down to the basement. I want to see all the things that they have that nobody has eyes on. And all the like the things that they've removed from different Bibles and stuff. That's about that's a good one. That actually yeah. I'm a little torn because we're probably closer to them actually talking officially about Area 51. I may have to reconsider and go into the Vatican because you know we're never going to see that shit. No, no. They will never let anybody yeah, see that stuff. There's no 55-year <laughs> release plan on the Vatican. No. Right. Anyway, <laughs> Eric, what would be your um, 
one selfish thing that you would do with your indestructible ability? I would be a cage fighter. No shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, just, just for imagine. Prize like, money oh, for, yeah. For prize oh, money. For, for the money. money. <laughs> just oh. imagine this weird semi dumpy looking dude with a Hawaiian shirt taking on like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> in the cage on the Iron Hawaiian. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's a, that has to be a superhero name. Or Derby. You should do like Roller Derby too. <laughs> Well, you can win prize money in that too. I mean, yeah. you could have like your whole family financially like set up from your like moonlighting as like MMA type style aggressive like, <laughs> sports. <laughs> it would be pretty awesome. I mean, I get it because it's like selfish for the thrill, but you're still doing something positive, bringing in money. Yeah. It, it, I wonder how Christina would react, but you know, that's a conversation for a later day. You know, oh, she doesn't it's know not like her, you're right? fighting. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not like you're fighting people like for evil. Like they signed up for these fights, they know what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. They just didn't know that uh, I could eat them and not die. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I love it. I think that's a good answer. Tiffany, what would be your selfish move? So I honestly wasn't sure, and then as I'm sitting here listening to everybody else's, I'm not I'm not going to 100% piggyback off of you with the Area 51 thing, because as soon as I heard that, I was like, yes. I will be <laughs> sitting outside to, like by myself like, no. No. Stop <laughs> it. I can't. Like, <laughs> like, outside, just completely eavesdropping. But honestly, what I would do is be on like any of the game shows like trivia game shows where you can win a ton of money yep and i would read the ant like read the person's mind that's sitting there like the answer is a the answer is a i'd go Ooh, i don't know is it b no it's a uh, okay <laughs> just, so like, some fast cash all the money yes okay that's fair i think that's fair oh, that's a good one i was gonna say i could turn invisible and like see the cards but they'd notice i was gone um so then that leaves me with Dylan. Um, what is your selfish act? Would you like harvest every flavor of tea that you ever wanted and desired, like right in your own, like palm of your hand? Because that'd be pretty badass. Honestly, I don't have any selfish desires with my powers, to be honest, or really any power. I just want to keep wandering around, have a good time, and have no one stop me. That's it. So your selfish thing would kind of be just, like, being a nomad. It's the fact that nobody bothers you or fucks with you. Yeah, no one holds me down. No one stops me from kind of screwing around and doing my own thing. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's more self-care probably than it is selfish. But I, Yeah, I in it. all honesty. That's pretty cool. That and I want to uh, be allowed to set anyone I want on fire and there's no questions asked. Air. <laughs> At least one once a day, sort of like in retail, where I feel like we should be allowed to fight at least one cons uh, customer yes. per day. Oh, yeah. yep. Amen. Yeah, and I think we, there needs to be like a cumulative like credit thing where it's like so many bad interactions, you get a bonus one every so often. You, you get nice five. Deal. You get to fight seven customers in a day. Like, be like, hey, I'm sorry. It's like my rewards points. Sorry for your <laughs> luck that you're the one getting the punch, but I have like my frequent flyer miles. Well, um, I think this was an interesting conversation. I think a lot of it was silly, but I do believe that a lot of this got into kind of how our brains work and what we prioritize and 
where we come from. Um, what do you guys think? I I think it was a good way of getting a little a little bit more about each other. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone knew I wanted to set stuff on fire. You, Dylan, you're part of our family. We all want to set stuff on fire. Pretty yes. much. Now, real quick, um, Stephen, before we mm-hmm. ended, I know you said you had ideas for everyone, but really the only two we heard was, or the only one I really remember hearing was Carmen's that you thought what she yeah, would have. Yeah, good call. I'm oh. curious on what you thought everyone was going to have. Okay, so, well, Carmen, you you probably already know, because I wrote this years ago, and I've always just kind of been writing it. And Is it that comic book where, like, a quarter of the population does this, 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 and this? Yes, and you and Bobby are... You need like, to make part- this... You seriously need to make that into something, because it's... I've never forgotten it, and if it's this many years I- later, that tells you it's probably a good thing to keep on trucking with. I've done a lot of rewrites, and I actually got to the point where I know how it ends. Okay. And, like, that was a big deal for me, because it's, like, it was almost, like, so essentially, guys, like, to, to I feel like I'm getting, like, we had a context. Um, a f- several years ago, I developed what was intended to be a comic book, and then I started after kind of write it in a mixed format where it could also be a television script and then when I went through the HBO thing where I pitched them a TV show, I got right down to the finish line of like, what am I submitting? And I was going to submit the show and I went with an opposite one and it was like, I still to this day wonder, had I like done this one? Anyway, it's essentially like a post-apocalyptic world where people gain abilities and um uh, it's a long story short, it's essentially sur- focused on people in my life and um, what they bring essentially like to the table and how we survive. And it, it talks a lot about like in the later versions, it talks about like genetics and how that all plays a factor. Um, it was a, it's a pretty solid story. So one day maybe we'll see the light of day. But as for the people that are written into it currently. Carmen uh, comes into the fray with uh, an innate super strength and like durability and like kind of almost like Wonder Woman like, but with the Colossus like like uh, armor skin. Um, Bobby is in it as well with the super speed. Um, Lizette is in it. And she comes in because it's focused around the four elements. And Lizette comes in with, I believe, the fire. No, 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 Earth. Yeah, she comes in with Earth. And there's a whole storyline where it, your, your, mom, like, your mom in the story was like a painter and could see the future. And like she actually painted the post-apocalyptic stuff, and like we all kind of had a heads up that something was like going on. But she waited to the last second to tell people, and stuff was already because she was like worried people would think that like she was crazy. And like in the story, like essentially you're coming up here, and we developed this land into like essentially a sustainable living environment and a safe haven, and as things are going bad, your subplot is you guys are, like, you're trying to migrate as many people from down there up to here for safe, ha- like, habitat. Mm-hmm. 
it's a very interesting story. But th- as far as I can think of, those are the only three that were wrote into the story. So yes, Lizette was like an Earth-based power. She could speak to animals, and you were literally like flying people here on like rocks that you were moving like across the Earth, and you were getting to Johnstown because like the roads were shut down. We were in like a whole. It was just a bad situation. And Carmen and Bob were already here because at the time, like, you guys lived close and you just came straight over mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, so that was like the three people that had pre planned powers based on my little piece of writing. And I, I feel like I did not explain it very well. And that's probably for the best because that's something I want to keep under wraps. And yeah. Those are the three people that had, uh, had what I envisioned them to have. And how long ago was this that you wrote this? I started it in like poof 14 i want to say i was gonna say i thought it was even earlier than that dude i thought it was like 12 it might 13. be yeah and the reason it's... why i asked is because it was it's like a manifestation for carmen with like the it's weightlifting and everything it is yeah kind of i'm like that's literally you now like i that's how i envision you like that's that would have been the power that i picked for you was like super strength and everything it's not just because of like the lifting and everything but just like Viewing you as just a strong woman in general, and when he said Wonder Woman, I'm here shaking my head like, "Yep, yep, yep." <laughs> <That's her>. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool one. It's something that I've never really like stopped working on. It's just one of those ones that it's like in the back burner. Pick and pick at it, and then like occasionally I'll just go through a spurt where I'll like write pages of the script for yeah. a certain section, and then I'll like file them away. So you never know if something good could come from that. But don't forget about it. That's all I gotta say because it oh, seriously yeah. is a fantastic item. It's so good. Thank you. Don't I... you forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that because, like, I felt I never tell anybody, like, like hardly anybody. I think maybe only aside from Lizette, I ever tell about my writing. And I remember you and Bob's like reaction to it and how like. Um, you need to do this, and it's never left me. And I think that's part of why the project never left me. Is like yeah. hearing like, oh, good feedback. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm this is I'm rambling here, but we need to wrap it up. Um, I want to thank you guys all for being here. I love this episode. I think this was a lot of fun, and I think this is a good insight into our personalities and how we all view each other and view ourselves. And for those of you listening at home. I hope you feel a little bit better connected with us as uh, who we are, who we strive to be, where we come from. And if you are enjoying the show, please consider following us on joining the discord, joining the subreddit, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Everything's linked down below. Uh, We want to thank anchor audible. We want to thank our other sponsors for making this show happen because without them, Supporting them supports us, and we could not be more grateful. Um, With that being said, we will see you guys in the next episode. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. 
Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the Letter B Nerds.